Hello, friends. I'm working on the Listbox Alpine component. So for Alpine components, we're trying to recreate all of headless UI that only has view and react versions and recreate it for Alpine so that you can use Alpine with like all the tailwind UI templates. And we're, you know, we're pretty much through it. And I've attempted this, this right actually like two or three times, maybe that, well, that's basically goes for with everything for me. That's how that goes. Um, but yeah, so this, this time we're doing it and we've been, you know, launching each one. So they're all actually live in Alpine components, except for the last two. So the list box and the combo box. And so we've kind of launched them in progressive order of difficulty to build. And so kind of, you know, starting with something like the dialogue is pretty simple um, compared to, you know, th there's complexities about it, but they just get more and more complex as you go. So now we're on to the, the final bosses, the list box and the combo box. And the difficult thing about the list box, it's, it's not all that tricky, except for, I think keyboard navigation is one of the trickier parts about it, where like if you're, yeah, 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 basically keyboard navigation. So if you're, you know, you open a list box, which is basically like simulating a native HTML select menu and you arrow through, you know, like you should be able to just use your, your keyboard to go up and down through the list of items. And there's little intricacies, like if one of the items is disabled, it should skip that as you arrow down. Um, what else? It should scroll to new elements. So as you arrow down, you're not just like activating elements outside of the viewport. It should like scroll down in the list to those new elements. And yeah, there's a bunch of other little concerns. It's funny because like anything, as I'm describing it, it's like, oh, that seems pretty simple. But when you really dig into it, it is like not not a trivial thing to do tracking selected items and active items active being things that like you hover over or arrow down and then selected being when you hit enter or click a thing and then also supporting multiple so that you know you can like uh select multiple values and then the differences in behavior that come with that like the box stays open when you're selecting multiple where if it's just if it, if you don't add that multiple attribute it closes after you select one. So things like that, right? Yeah. So bit of complexity and well, but basically here's, here's the refactor that needed to be done. Um, well, there's a few, few core problems, but the thing I want to talk to you about is teasing out the lightweight stuff. So basically I sort of realized that there's, there's kind of like some heavy things involved in this. And by heavy, I mean, I just picture them as they take up a lot of memory in a browser. They're very like browsery, dommy, real worldy things. So picture you're without giving you like too many specifics, picture you're writing, you know, a code base to manage a list box and whatever. Of course, like a lot of it has to do with elements. So the, you know, the actual DOM elements in that list, the box itself, the button, all that kind of stuff. And they all have their own behavior, blah, blah, blah. And then there's also the data. Each one is associated with a piece of data, whether that's just like a hard coded value that you assign to each option or whether it's, you know, whether you pass in like a full JavaScript object that each, you know, item in the list represents so that when you select one, you can X model to that whole dropdown. And now you have some variable called selected or something that gets like the whole JavaScript object associated with that element. So those are the heavy things. The DOM elements are heavy. DOM elements in general are just a heavy memory thing in the browser. They're resource intensive. 
and values can also be that way because I don't know what users are assigning to each option. So if they assign like huge JSON objects containing maybe DOM elements themselves or whatever, like those could also be very heavy. So when I just first wrote this, I wasn't really thinking about separating out anything based on the weight of what they hold in memory kind of thing. You're just kind of writing it like, okay, when the user hits a down arrow, find the next element in this list and go to that. So you might do something like next sibling, you know, or next element sibling or something to find the next element and, and blah, blah, blah. And so basically what I found, my refactor was like, I actually refactored it in a different way. And then I realized that like, it still is too heavy and gnarly and convoluted and bundled up together. So what I ended up doing was when each item is initialized in that dropdown, I assign it a key, which is just a string, like a little random string. And, and like, that's the key that represents that item. So now I hold that key in an array of keys. And so when I do sort of traversal and then I have a key element lookup. So I have like a, just a JavaScript object where the keys are all these random strings. And then the values are all the actual elements that they correspond to. Um, and I suppose I could also do a value element lookup. Uh, did I actually do that? I don't remember, whatever point is I probably did. And so now I can basically keep the heavy things quarantined into two objects that are keyed. And then the whole complex code base part where you have to have all the logic of like, okay, when a dropdown is opened and nothing is selected, activate the first item. Or if something is selected, activate that selected item. And then as the user hits the down arrow, skip the disabled ones. And if you're at the end, don't try to go to a next element. Or if they want to wrap it, then go back to the first one. Or, you know, when you mouse off of an item, you want it to deactivate. Or they can add an option so that when you mouse off, it doesn't deactivate called hold. So there's all of these concerns. It's just a lot of code. And so I guess it just, it's funny that these things take you a while to figure out or to find the best architecture, but this is the best architecture is basically working with this lightweight array of keys that then map to elements and values. So when I do have functions that need to deal with elements, like if I'm saying, get the currently active element, then I can go, what's the currently active key? Because it's just a lightweight, you know, a little bit of state. Then I can look up the element in a lookup table and return the element. But when I'm just navigating things or saying like, go to the next item, I don't have to even touch the values or touch the elements. I can just say, what's the next key in this array? And is there a next key? There's not, then bail out. And I have never touched the heavy thing, you know? Does that make sense? Um, and so other cool things like dealing with the, uh, so I guess, yeah, along, along these lines, in the heavy world where you just write code to write code, um, the, the concept of skipping the dis, a disabled item as you arrow down through it or whatever. So you, you could imagine the logic for this is like just arrowing down through a list of elements is pretty simple. It's like here, get the element, find the next element. If there is a next element, then activate that thing. But what if that next element is disabled, meaning they pass the disabled attribute in? Well, then you need to skip that and highlight the next one. So what do you have like a for loop inside of the function for getting the next element? That's like, you know, for loop through next siblings until you, and you might do that, or maybe you would make it a recursive function that just like always triggers next until it can't and skips disabled. And you could do that. But every time you're like hitting elements along the way, 
and whatever. So with this new kind of mentality of lightweightness, dealing with like lightweight things, it's really trivial to basically maintain a list of of non-disabled keys as well as the list of normal keys. It's actually computed, so I'm not like duplicating the values, but whatever. Essentially, it's like instead of, you know, basically for traversal, for finding next and previous and first and last and everything, instead of doing all those ifs and loops and recursion and stuff, I can just deal with a lightweight array of keys that I know are not disabled. And so I can just find the, like, just naively say, like, literally, what's the next, like, find the current key in this array? What's the next index? And then activate that key. And then in the browser, it'll look like you skipped an element. But in the code, it's like we didn't even have to think about skipping anything because we started out working with a data structure that was like prefabricated for our needs. So there's probably like a few takeaways here. This is this is just a refactoring story. I haven't really like codified anything. These are all just, you know, things that echo um, of, of other other refactors that I've made, just things that are good in refactoring is like generally my life is better off and the code base is more secure when rather than having like loads of ifs and loops and whatnot, I sort of pre uh, pre format some data structure up front that is in the form that I can then make the code very simple. Um, so that's, that was one benefit and it's, it was easy to do because of this, you know, basically like, Oh my gosh, all of this complex code is literally just, just dealing with an array of string keys it's so lightweight and then like i said when i need the heavy stuff i can call out to the heavy stuff and then it allows you to do things that are like responsible in memory like it managing memory is easier so when an element is removed i can remove it from the lookup and then probably add some more code to remove its associated keys in the other data structures um but it just feels so much simpler it's like all of the heavy stuff lives in one place and you're hearing all the internal noises today and uh and yeah so so that's that's uh that's that it's uh, refactoring and it's just felt really good um yeah and there's probably other things to talk about you know surrounding it but we're at 10 minutes so maybe i'll just let you go do i feel like like we did we have a, a job well done here folks i think we do um yeah i think we do so i guess i just wanted to also tell you about just all the things that go into something like a list box that you wouldn't really think about. Oh, the ordering. So if you have like a X4 and template element or whatever, you're looping, you're, you're making this list with a loop of data in your template and maybe you reorder that data. Now, you know, when you hit the next key, um, my, my list of keys needs to be reordered. And this actually, it, it's not like, oh, just use the DOM and that would just always be the right order. That's kind of true, but it's super heavy. It would just be so much less performant if I use the DOM everywhere. So I need some code that manages ordering, you know? So like a function that goes through like anytime, basically if I can detect that the list itself of values that sort of drove out this, this these items have changed, then I can trigger a heavy function that goes through all the keys, finds their elements, determines which element is ahead of the, which other element in the DOM, which is actually like a compare document position function in JavaScript that you can use to compare the position of two different elements. Use that to reorder the array um, so that I can keep working with this lightweight little data structure. So how does this apply to things outside of the list box? Um, I can't think of any specific examples, but I know of like lots of times where I've experienced this, where you're just 
maybe it's with eloquent models or whatever. It's like you're working with a bunch of heavy things and you can find a lot of clarity by working with something much lighter weight and quarantining all of that complex traversal code, all the if nulls and find next and loop through till this and if this is that and look up this and that, quarantine all of that to this lightweight little thing that's got all the complexity kind of smushed inside of a container that you know you could just like toss around like a wiffle ball or something and then then you have the heavy stuff that sort of defer to that so i don't know i'll maybe i'll record something later at another time when this pops up again and i have i have like more clear thoughts on it Um, but there you go see ya